Hello and welcome to Servant's Heart Chapel. I am Pastor Daryl, and I hope today's episode is a special blessing to you. I've had an interesting week this week. On a number of occasions, God met my needs just over and over again. First off, I, this, this, um, we had this ministerial coming up, and, and, it, and because it started on a Thursday evening, I would have to take a vacation day, which most of my vacation days have already been taken up by, by a, a, a ministry obligations, and so I was concerned about that, and uh, it would all, there would also be a cost associated with it. I was concerned about that, the travel costs with the high rises in gas, uh, gas and everything, uh, cost of lodging, food, all that. Uh, and then Saturday morning before, the Saturday before my trip, I woke up and realized there's a special operations wing in Oklahoma City that I've served and I've never actually visited. Because besides being a pastor, I, uh, I'm a wounded warrior advocate. And so I could combine a business trip with the ministerial trip. And that would, that would uh, alleviate financial pressures and also remove the need for me to take a vacation day just for the ministerial. I was grateful to the Lord for bringing that to my mind and, and, and helping with that. And then a couple of days later, while I was already in Oklahoma City, a friend of mine called and said, hey, there's an organization here that gives free suits uh, to, to pastors. Would you be interested? He had scheduled a time for another pastor to go do it, and, and that pastor couldn't do it, so he was asking me if I'd want to uh, join him, and I did. More than happy to get a free suit. But it wasn't just a free suit, it ended up being an entire wardrobe. Shirts, pants, sweaters, blazers, suit, jackets, or jacket. And that's, that's significant because... I, when I retired from the military five years ago, I, I didn't have a wardrobe at all, like a lot of military guys. I had Sunday clothes and then just T-shirts and jeans. And so I had to build this new wardrobe. And, and now five years later, my wardrobe is, is showing signs of wear. My shirts are getting worn and getting frayed and 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 developing stains that can't be washed out and need to be replaced. And my, I've lost some weight, so a lot of my pants are just a little too big, a little too baggy. And so I knew I'd have to I buy new clothes at some point, but I wasn't sure when. We've had, Missy and I have had quite a few expenses just over and over again over the past eight months, and, and we're still playing catch-up. And I thought, I don't know when I'll be able to get new clothes. Maybe sometime this summer, maybe. But God took care of it. 
I had, it's, I was telling a friend of mine, when when you have a good paying job, it's easy to start kind of relying on your paycheck rather than God. It's, you don't, you don't intend that. It's just over time and easy to, to rely on that. Well, I'll have money. I'll, I, I'll take care of it and, and not rely on God. But ultimately, everywhere we're relying on God. And their situation, my paycheck had failed me. I couldn't keep up with, with what needed to be done, and I had needs, and, and God took care of it for that for me. Our own church sign out here is a great example of me being thick-headed and not, not just leaning on God. When I realized uh, in the fall of last year that we desperately needed a sign, it was looking really bad, wasn't it? It was starting to look kind of gross, and we needed a new sign. And so I told everybody about it, and, and I, I intended... I thought well, we're going to get a good sign that's going to last a long time, and and a traditional, uh, solid church sign is going to starts at around eight thousand dollars. And so I told everybody about it, and and we only raised sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred came in quickly, and then just stopped. Not one dollar more. And I thought, no big deal. I'll just start putting money towards it. And we'll get that eight thousand dollars, and 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 uh, and we'll get our sign. Well, over that time, as I mentioned before, I missing. I had a lot of expenses. We have had one expense after the other, just soaking our money. A thousand dollars here, two thousand dollars there, for hot water heaters, the dental work, and you know, windshields. And so I haven't had any money available to put towards a sign. And so finally I was like, this has to be done. I'm just going to go look and see what my options are. And I had already told Tim I was going to check out one of the local sign companies. And as I came in, I said, we got a budget of, of $2,000. I figured I could at least come up with another 400 somehow. We have a budget of $2,000. What can you do for us? And they came up with this very nice aluminum composite sign that fits perfectly on our wood structure that's already in place and, and sold it to us for 1100 And then I found these nice little lights, which we're going to, Lord willing, we're going to get installed this Saturday. It won't take us very long. We finally got all the lights in. We're going to get it done. It's going to be installed. It's going to look really nice. The lights, uh, with the lights and the sign, the grand total so far has been $1,610. I feel like God's trying to tell me, Daryl, I don't need your money to do what I want to do. God cares for us. God cares about you. And is willing to take care of us. 
as long as we admit the reality that we cannot take care of ourselves. Another thing happened this week, um, uh, Thursday night, driving to the church, I pull up to an intersection, a stoplight, and, and the light was red. I came to a stop, and on my left was this big truck making a left-hand turn, or about to once the light turned green. And, and, and then the light turned, I'm looking at the light, ready to go. And, and the light turns green, and normally as soon as it turns green, I hit the gas, and I'm going. Light turned green, and I looked at the light, and I just sat there. I have no logical reason why I did that. I just sat there looking at the light. I knew it turned green. I wasn't, you know, daydreaming. And about a second or so later, this big truck plowed through at 40 miles an hour. God takes care of us. It wasn't my time to go. God takes care. Another, another uh, final incident for this week. Um, with everything going on and, and work and, and, and church activities and traveling, I, 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 I just could not find the time to sit down and start preparing a sermon for today. Normally I'd be preaching the life of Christ, right, before Easter. That's what I was planning on doing this Sunday. And I just couldn't, and I'm sitting in church Saturday morning. Yesterday morning I was sitting in the service thinking, when am I going to find time? I guess I'm just going to get up at ODAR 30 on Sunday morning and start plowing at it, because I knew I wouldn't get home until you know, late Sunday evening. It would be not that bad. But And then I realized, with everything that's transpired this week, God's given me a sermon. And that sermon is, God cares about you. Whatever you're going through in this life, whatever situation you have, I want you to know that God cares about you. God cares about the struggles you're going through, both public and private ones. That are happening at work or in, in the privacy of your own home or in the privacy of your own mind, God cares about you. And the Bible has a lot to say about that. And we're going to go through uh, some scripture uh, today and, and, and see how God cares about us. Now I'm going to be doing a lot of jumping around, so um, I won't make you uh, try to follow along in your Bibles today. But we will start off with De Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. Let me set the scene for you. Moses, uh, Moses' time was, was about to come to an end. Joshua was about to take over. They were getting ready. They'd wandered the desert for 40 years. They were getting ready to 
enter into the land of Canaan and, and, and begin a conquest. I, I going after uh, cities that, that looked huge and impenetrable, going after armies that were many times bigger, I, I, fighters that were many times bigger. Um, and, and so there was a concern about the future. They were afraid. And in Deuteronomy 21 and 22, it says, I commanded Joshua at that time, your own eyes have seen everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. The Lord will do the same to all kingdoms you are about to enter. Don't be afraid of them, for the Lord your God fights for you. Then we get to the end of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 7 through 8. Where Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people unto the land the Lord, the, into the land the Lord swore to give to their ancestors. You will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And then from Deuteronomy into the beginning of Joshua, at this point, Moses has, has died, and, 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 and they're about ready to start uh, doing what God wants them to do. And so once again, God reminds them, and God's been reminding them over and over, be strong and courageous, God fights for you, right? And so we'll see this again. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it, for then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. From, from the, these passages and the situation that's transpiring, uh, that we see transpiring in them, uh, we see a, a truth, the first truth for today. Truth number one, God cares about our welfare. He cares what happens to us. He cares that there are those who are seeking our destruction. And he is willing and able to fight for us if we will let him. All too often, we don't let him. We try to fight on our own. If I'm only strong enough, I can do it myself. I don't need anybody's help. I'll figure it out myself. I don't need help. And whether we want to admit it or not, it ends up, attitude towards God. So we try to shun any, any help 
God uh, would have, be happy to give us. Two questions uh, come from this, from this passage of God's care about our welfare. Part of that, in that caring, is making sure that we follow his instructions. Follow his commands. As parents, we, we set instruct, we gave our children instructions to protect them, right? Don't play on the stove, don't run in the house. I have that rule for the kids. Do not run in the house. When Shina was a teenager, she broke that rule and she ended up breaking her toe. I didn't set that rule so they couldn't have fun. I wanted my kids to have fun. I wanted them to have a good time. I also wanted them to be safe. And God wants the same for us. He wants us to find joy in life and to be safe. And the only way to do that is to follow God's instructions. All too often we find people who want to pick and choose the instructions they want to follow. Like taking God's name in vain. Like not coming to church. Standards of modesty. The list can go on. They pick and choose. I care about you. I want you to follow my instructions. And so from that we get the question, what light has God given you? What scriptural command has jumped out at you as you're reading the Bible? Some people, you know, will jump around the Bible and read a few scripture verses. Some will uh, start at one particular book and, and read through. But as you're reading the Bible... Uh, sometimes there'll be a scripture verse that just jumps right out at you, and you're like, whoa, I don't line up with that. God's shining light on something in your life that light hadn't shined on before. Whether it's love God, love others, put others before yourself, don't lie. And that leads us to the second question, are you walking in that light? Because God wants to care for you. He wants to fight for you, but he can't do that if you're not walking in the light God has given you to walk in. Psalm 23 gives us the, the second truth for today. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 
he renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I go through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. <coughs> Pardon me. God is our shepherd. A shepherd leads, by the way, a shepherd guides. And here we see the shepherd provides things. There, there's nothing we lack. He'll provide our temporal needs. He'll provide our spiritual needs. And it's not because of my own skill or wealth, but because the Lord is my shepherd. He cares about where I, I lie down at. He he gives me rest and, 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 and provides what I need for today. He also leads us beside, beside quiet waters. He finds us times of peace and life. He renews my life, restores my soul. There's, God cares about the condition of our heart, and He works on the inside too. So He's providing all this stuff, and, and He's protecting us through the darkest dangers, uh, and, and also blesses us in the midst of our enemies. with oil that was for honored guests so he honors us as well notice that the writer said my cup overflows it's more than enough whatever you need God will give you more than enough all this, all this shows us that God cares about where we are in life. He cares about how we're doing. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. And he actively works to help us. Psalm 56, 8. Says, trust you. I'm sorry. You yourself have recorded my wanderings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? And then Matthew five four says, "Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted." These reveal to us truth number three: that God cares about how we feel. attention when we cry. God knows when we hurt. God works 
to comfort us. Whatever pain you've been suffering, God cares about you and will, uh, if you seek Him and look to Him, He will help you through it. Psalm 139, 17 and 18 says, God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 through 31. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. From these scripture verses, we, 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 we see truth number four. And that is you are important to God to him you mean something to him we have Exodus chapter 19 verse 5 now if you will carefully listen to me and keep my covenant you will be my own possession out of all the peoples, although the whole earth is mine. In Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39, who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither light, death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And from these scripture verses, we, we see the final truth for today, truth number five, God will not forsake you. You can always count on him. He will never run from you. He will never disappear out of your life. He'll never ghost you. He will always be there for you. Anytime you seriously seek after him, he will seriously seek after you. God cares about us. He wants to provide for us. He wants us to lean on him. He wants to protect us. He wants to help us with whatever work he's given us to do. All these examples that this week the Lord has shown me in my own life. I share that with you today. And I hope it's an encouragement to you that God cares about you. Let us stand.
Well, that's all for today. I hope it was a blessing to you. I do have one more thing to add. Uh, I have recently published a book entitled Stop Poisoning Yourself, Finding Joy in All Circumstances. Few of us realize the impact uh, our thoughts have on our daily lives, how it impacts our emotions, our relationships, including our relationship with God. Uh, in this book, I, I go through this very short, easy-to-read book. I go through what the Bible says about it, how and what we can do uh, to eliminate poisonous thoughts in our lives. So, to, if you're interested, go check it out on Ken, uh, Amazon Kindle's website. You'll find it there. Just search for "Stop Poisoning Yourself" by Daryl Underwood. Enjoy your week. Have a wonderful day.